Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, and woo, 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 I want you all to strap in. You are in for a treat today with my very special guest. This is Jeff Weitzman. I, I got to see Jeff. Jeff, had, Jeff is a filmmaker, and I got to see one of his films. He did a pre- premiere, and the minute it ended, I literally ran up and went, will you be on my podcast? <laughs> because his story is just so compelling. You know, I talk about trauma a lot. I talk about how unexpressed emotions and things that we are not dealing with affect us in all areas. And Jeff has an amazing story of that. So Jeff, I'm so delighted that you were here. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you, Therese. So good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So why don't you tell us, there's a lot to you. So tell us like who you are and what you love about the work you're doing today. What is it that you're doing? What do you love about it? Yeah, so I'm a filmmaker primarily today, but where I come from is being in Hollywood for about 25 to 30 years and really learning how corrupt and bankrupt the whole system is. And what people think they're getting in terms of entertainment is um, really horrible. Like they don't, people don't even know what they're missing because there's a propaganda machine that's out there driving everything. So When my wife got cancer six years ago and was told by the doctor, we're going to have to remove your bladder, cut your vagina in half, give you chemo and radiation, maybe 50% chance of survival. Oh my God. Um, For me, that was the wake up call for a lot of things, you know, for understanding Mm -hmm. that, oh my God, um, they're not here to heal people. They're here to make money. Right. And, um, so we, by the way, we went to Germany, treated it naturally with focus heat, IV nutrients, and and um, focus heat, I mean, oxygen. And in 30 days, her cancer was completely gone. And and then I told, I came back, told the story. The story went viral on media, and I had numerous film crews coming to me saying, "We've got to make a film about this." Yeah. And within 30 days, they all retreated because they realized that if you go against pharma, it's career suicide. Wow. So, so they said, Jeff, you make the film and, and we'll mentor you through it. And so I, I said, great. Because uh, I was already done with Hollywood and knew that I didn't need them whatsoever. So, so you sort of quote unquote stumbled into this making of the film. It wasn't probably your intention or what? Absolutely. I mean, I come from a background of being a musician, singer, songwriter, voiceover professional, actor, and this was a chance for me to do what I always wanted to do, which was get on the other side of the camera. And, uh, you know, the hard thing for me, Therese, was to trust that I could do it, to to give myself permission 
to do it. But once I did that, we were off to the races and the film I ended up making, Cancer Can Be Killed, about natural ways of treating cancer, was so popular. It was one of the highest rated films on Amazon Prime Videos. And eventually the government had to take it down because it was going to cut into the cancer business and they can't have that. So there are multiple issues here. So one issue is, not issue, well, that's too big of a word. One is, how do you say yes to something bigger than yourself? Because I think every, we all deal with the like, holy shit, me, like what, me? And so just like in three, three sentences, you have, how, did you, how did you make the leap from who the heck am I? I was just the guy on the other side of the camera to boom. How did you do that? I think it's always some great pain, Therese. So we went out to dinner with some friends and this woman said, I have breast cancer. It's stage one or two. They want to cut off both my breasts. And we were saying, well, you don't have to do that. You can actually treat it holistically. Even if you don't go to Germany, there are clinics in the US that will do it. And do you know, within a week, they were very positive at dinner. And within a week, she went to the hospital, had both her breasts cut off. And then posted on social media, like the 30 rounds of chemo that she had for the next year. And by the way, chemo does nothing to stop breast cancer. So basically, I watched this family who we loved, who we were friends with, basically destroy this woman and her life. And she has three kids. And uh, that for me was, I I can't take it. it. Right, right. I've got to make this film. It was really out of necessity that a picture is worth a thousand words and let's go, let's just do it. And um, I was pleasantly surprised that, um, you know, I, I had enough skills really to be able to do this. It was really yeah. moving. I, I, for years, I had moved in this direction mm-hmm. as a songwriter, as a business owner, mm-hmm. as a photographer. So it all just came together. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's like you're, you're made for that. Yeah. So it's like being like, it's like something bigger called you. Like, I can't not do that. People are suffering. People are dying. So there's that. And then we could either go into the corruption or the pharma or the media or all that, or we can go into your story of, of the trauma piece of it. Okay. Like, we should probably just book six hours. We'll just keep talking. <laughs> Sadly, this has to end at some point, or you can come back again. That's another option. But, but no, I mean, I can briefly talk about the corruption and the fraud. Okay. Where it really showed up was I had parents calling me after my first film saying, hey, my child's in remission from cancer. Mm -hmm. Why are they being forced into two to four years of chemo? Mm -hmm. And if we say no, the doctors send Child Protective Services to take our child from us, lock them up in a hospital and force them into long-term chemo. And so we proceeded to make a film called Flipping the Script about parents flipping the script. One of them went to Mexico, treated their child naturally down there, and the child was fine. Mm-hmm. The other family said, yeah, we're going to call your bluff. And so the doctor sent CPS to the door. They handed CPS the data and said, mm-hmm. here's what happens to children who do long-term chemo. They're either maimed for life or they die. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to take on the liability, then go ahead, order us whatever to do whatever. Otherwise, we're yeah. going to use our holistic team to treat our son. Mm-hmm. And CPS backed off and said, okay, we won't, we won't touch it. And so what we discovered by making that film is that it doesn't matter if there's no doctor in the country that will represent you. It doesn't matter if there's no lawyer in the country that will represent you. If you, as the parent, are willing to take on the responsibility yes. of saying, no, we can do this, you can do it. You can do it. it can't yeah, stop you. Nobody has the power to stop us from living 
our life, the life that we understand that, that we're connected to, whether it be to God or the universe, mm-hmm. nobody can stop us from living that life. <sighs> okay. Let's just take a minute and breathe into that because I feel like a lot of people would never fancy themselves having an ability to go up against the doctors or, the, or, 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 you know what I mean? And, and, and that's what's happening in the world now, right? There's a lot of people standing up going, I don't think I agree with that. And I don't think I want to do that. Right. So how does a, how does a mom of a couple of kids, I don't go to medical school. I don't like, she doesn't know, you know, how in the world does she start to find besides watching your films, how do people educate themselves? But, and maybe guys, if you're listening, this might be revolutionary that you don't have to listen to the quote unquote experts that you actually are sovereign. You actually have the freedom to find your own path for you and your family, right? Some of you might be like wanting to hang up, not listen anymore, (laughs) but the ones that are still listening, Jeff, how does somebody dive in and say, shit, there might be another alternative here. Yeah. So they've made us think that they're the brilliant ones and we're the dumb animals. (laughs) The reality is uh, it's not that hard to figure out. And once you go down the rabbit hole, you start finding out that, wow, nutrition and detox are the keys to health, whether that be emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever. And and it's as easy as that. Pretty simple. Yeah, that's pretty simple. You don't need degrees for that stuff, right? Right. And so what Western medicine is doing is they're introducing petrochemicals Mm. to stop one symptom and then you have a side effect. Yes. And then manage and, a side effect. And, <laughs> and, they, and they say, well, we got that symptom down, so we're successful. Yay. But, but that's obviously, we know that's not the case. We can see through their magic trick. And so really for, peop- for people to understand is once you go down the rabbit hole and start seeing for yourself all these people that are being healed, you're like, oh, okay, it's not that hard. We just that's do the nice. nutrition, do the detox. If we need a practitioner to give us a certain uh, thing, whether it's oxygen or frequencies or whatever, we can get that if we need it. Um, But basically, the body wants to heal. Everything in the universe is saying, let's heal this thing. Mm. And once we give over to that, the healing starts happening. You know, can we talk about the film? Okay, so... What what I learned from your film is that your wife had been healed. You went to Germany, you had the, the healing journey, and then it came back. And you discovered some reasons why the healing couldn't stick, if you will, right? So why don't you, why don't you go there? Because that's so fascinating. Oh, it is. I mean, after about four and a half years, the cancer started getting aggressive again. Mm. And we didn't really know what to do. And we knew that there was this piece of the puzzle, which is her childhood trauma had victimized her. Mm-hmm. She was in a victimized state and she didn't feel like she could talk about it. Yeah. She felt the need to please other people. And if she were to talk about it, that would get in the way of her getting the approval she needed to mm-hmm. survive. Mm-hmm. Also, she was in a very stressful job that gave her her sense of self-worth. Mm-hmm. And for her to leave that job. We talked about the possibility of her leaving that job. But Did you just, talk about it when, when she was getting sicker or before? When she was getting sicker. Okay. So you said, we don't need this stress. Maybe you could leave that, right? Let's okay. leave the job and let's find out. Let's unhook from the childhood trauma. Okay. Well, we ran out of time. 
And she had already realized, I do want to give up work, but I'm going to give it up after this year. Uh, and, and I do want to unhook from the childhood trauma, but I'm, I'm going to do it on my terms, mm-hmm. not on the universe's terms. The universe's terms is you come out loud and proud. Yeah. And say yeah. who you are and how you feel yes. Yes. and what yes. happened. And the universe rewards you with healing. If you say, I'm going to do it on my terms and I still want the approval and I still yeah, want- Yeah, the- you can't. It's not possible to live in the both, right? Right. And can- cancer is there to tell you there's some big problems and, and the problems are toxicity. And so what happens is the body gets cellular inflammation with all that toxicity. And then once the snowball starts rolling downhill, it's just, it's an over. So she died a year and a half ago. Um, and, and once it got super aggressive, she died within three months. It was all over. Wow. And the beauty is before she died, she really leveled up and her mantra, she told me two weeks before she died, well, she goes, my new mantra is, fuck all y'all. <laughs> this is my life. Yeah. And if you have a problem, deal with it. Oh. And, oh. and right before she died, because she, she took the, co- the end of life cocktail, because mm-hmm. she knew the only thing that was going to happen was it was just going to get more and more painful. And, and it, it was during COVID. And she knew that I wouldn't be able to be present with her. Right. So she said, I'm doing the end of life cocktail. Her sister called her and said, if you take that, you're going to go to hell. Now, no. Yeah. So here was her, here was the leveled up person's response wow. to that comment. She goes, so-and-so, I love you very much. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Put the phone down. She was unhooked. I, I was like, I'm not <laughs> on the phone. like, I've never seen this woman before. And how powerful of that to not to debate her. Yes. To go into that space of, nope, I'm, I, I know who I am and I'm not going to put up with anything. I love you. And to say, I love you. And then hang up the phone. So she did that two times before she died. So on one hand, we could say she was healed before she died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though death took her, her, her physical form was gone, but her spirit, her soul, she was Absolutely. healed of the trauma in some ways. Absolutely. So how was this for you? So right after she died, I, uh, you know, panic isn't the right word. It's, it's more, um, gosh, shock, shock, like you've just been in a car accident and you're not even feeling the whiplash because you're just in so much shock. And I was in a support group for people who had lost their spouses to cancer. And it was really helpful for about a month or month and a half. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing something, Therese, which is, oh, my God, these people don't want to get out of where they were. Mm -hmm. I want to use this moment to take responsibility for all the things I never took responsibility for, including that I had a part in her death. All right. My best thinking got me to the woman I love in a grave. And, And that's on me. Right. So, okay, 50 percent's on her, but 50 percent's on me. And I wasn't willing to just go down the route of Mm self-pity. And this is the end of my life. And, you know, everybody, their attitude was life's a shit sandwich, you know, and then you die. Mm. And and I was like, no, no, this this happened for a reason. This happened to get me to the next level. Yes. And now I need help. I need help. And so. I, I just started out with a guy in San Diego named Dr. Tommy John. And I said, Tommy, 
can I interview you? What you're saying on, on your social media stuff is really pertinent. Can I interview you? Mm-hmm. And he said, yes. And then I want you to interview Cassie Huckabee. And I interviewed her. And then that led to Dr. Christian Northrup. Mm-hmm. And so it just led to all these people. And really, that's, that's really as hard and as easy as the whole process is, which is you just follow the breadcrumbs, yes. you know, whatever yes. the hope is, you just keep pulling it in. And um, that's what I did. I just kept asking these people, uh, what's going on? How is it possible that a spiritual emotional issue could affect the physical body? Why haven't we talked about it before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then what was really cool, Therese, is during the film, I realized I have to capture my own story. And that was one of my favorites. I love that. Part. Yeah. And so the first around, you know, close to the end of the filming process, I filmed myself and went down that, that space of, well, cause I had been through so much over the year and, and I went, I, 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 you know, I allowed my friend to ask me the questions of what happened, what happened when she died, what happened after, what have you learned since? And what I've learned since is I had to go back to my own childhood trauma right. And do it differently. Like before, I have I had spent 30 years in 12-step programs, feeling the feelings, dealing with my addictions, dealing with my dependency. The one thing I never did is I never went back metaphorically and confronted my abuser. And and now that's what I learned how to do, and I talk about in the film, which is when my father comes in the room to sexually abuse me, I stop him at the door and I say, No, you're not allowed to touch him. And and I know you're afraid right now, but, but you do not get a chance to come in here and touch him right now. This is obviously energetically. Your father's not literally walking in the door, but in your exactly. mind, you're, you're keeping safe that little you that was abused. I'm, I'm in, in, in that space, yeah. that meditative space where I'm closing my eyes yeah. and I'm, I'm going back to five-year-old Jeff yeah. when he was sexually abused. And this time I'm in the room with him. And I'm stopping my father. And then of sitting on the bed with little Jeff and saying, okay, we're safe. We're safe. Uh, that makes me cry. You know, they say the only way around is through. Yeah. And it sounds like your wife and even you to some degree went around it and around it and around it for years. And yet true healing happens when you can go in it, dive in and be for that little you. Who, who yeah. somebody that wasn't there, right? You were his champion. You kept him safe. So what happened, Jeff, after you, because that's a massive relief, like that. I mean, I remember you were tearful in the movie. I remember watching that just like, oh my God, yeah. this, this was heart-wrenching and exquisite at the same time, right? Well, and there was still one more question that I had to answer, Therese. Okay. And that is, how is it possible that you do everything right yeah. And you're aware, fully aware, and your wife still dies. Uh, How is that possible? And what did I do to allow that to happen? And then how do I forgive myself? How do I forgive myself for, for, not, for the version that I am now that knows so much? Yeah. I wasn't two years ago, and there was nothing I could do to stop her from dying. Yeah. The woman I loved. Yeah. I needed an answer to that question. And so I went to this spiritual emotional coach named Xavier Dogba. And um, we had a session together. And he was able to work me through those feelings and come up with an answer. And I you can watch it in the film. Mm-hmm. In those 10 minutes, you see oh a my God. reversal it's- happen where I go from being 
uh, tearful and desperate to being totally connected and at peace. Yeah. So uh, it, it was just, the, the film was amazing. It was for am- me. <laughs> I got all the answers I wanted and then some, and now people that watch the film Beliefs and Stories, they're all um, experiencing the same thing, right? They're experiencing yeah. the same thing that I experienced. Yeah. So it's so cool. <sighs> wow. 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 So how did you, how did you shift from, because I, I remember that was a question that I did is like, you know, so I, I remember asking you a question, like, did you take, did you take responsibility for that? Or did you feel responsible for her death? And I know you spoke more about that, but how, how did you, for a man who couldn't protect his beloved, damn, I mean, that's like, there's nothing worse, right? Like, like, can you just talk a moment? Because I know Jeff, there are a lot of people you know, maybe a mother finds out that her child was sexually abused or something, you know what I mean? Or maybe people, my cousin's son died of an overdose. She couldn't protect, right? So how did you, what, what was the question and how did you unhook from that? Yeah. Because, because her death, whether you had your own trauma or not, her death was a trauma, right? We have these micro traumas every day. So yeah. how do we unhook from the bigger traumas like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, the question was, what's my part? Okay. In all this. And my part was I needed her to make me okay. Wow. So God and me was not enough. <sighs> and I was never willing to have God and me be enough. I was never okay with being mm-hmm. naked and alone in the universe. Yeah. Never. Too scary. Uh, I'm going to get hurt. There's no way I can defend myself. And once I went through that process of going back and confronting my abuser in that metaphorical state or that meditative state, mm-hmm. now I'm safe. Now I'm okay. Now I can be naked and alone in the universe and I'm mm-hmm. fine. But before that time, and it, this is the weird thing, Therese, is I don't think any of us grow until we have to. <laughs> grow kind of hard at times. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Why would I go into all that? It's so much easier. <laughs> To just be dependent on <laughs> and be unconscious, right? It's easier, yeah. yeah. Some somebody else tell me I'm okay, and we find all these bargains in life. Like, you know, for a lot of people, it's sports and their football team, or for, or it's their wine and their alcohol or whatever. They have these things that they don't have to be naked and alone in the universe. And once my wife died, there was no choice. I just was, and it was like now I either find a way to live with this, or just surrender and die. I think you've done a brilliant job finding a way to live with it. So ah, talk about the film. Like, where do people find it? Yeah. So Beliefs and Stories um, is, there's a a website, beliefsandstories.com. But what I really want to point people to, well, first of all, uh, Vimeo deleted all my films and it was on Vimeo On Demand. So I had, they didn't like me interviewing Dr. Peter McCullough, who they Mm. view as, as, um, a death nail to their whole vaccine program. Mm-hmm. So um, I created my own website. It's called jwfilms.org. Mm-hmm. People can find all my films on jwfilms.org. And um, Beliefs and Stories is the latest film. And um, you can rent or buy it there. And then starting on the 27th, which is I think 10 days from now, nine days, it's going to be on iTunes and Google Play. So oh, that's awesome. As well, yeah. Okay. So, first of all, your uh, your story, like to hear a man who has done the work, is a beautiful thing. 
And what do you think about, why do you think men have a harder time dropping to their knees, like just breaking open? Why do you, why do you think that is from a, from a cultural or a, an identity perspective? What do you think that's about? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, Therese. I, this might surprise people, but I think because of fear, mm. I, I think that men are way more afraid than society ever ever has acknowledged. Yeah. I think society says men are either macho mm -hmm. or they're strong, or there's this, this concept we have of what men are that is not, totally not true at all. Mm -hmm. And so men have been conditioned mm -hmm. to be afraid of ever being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And let's say, let's say we were vulnerable as kids and we got abused, which most of us did. Yeah. Then now we're, now we're doubling down on the idea that vulnerability is bad and being strong is better. And so uh, it's, it's brutally tough for men, but um, I don't know, there's a huge, huge transition going on in the world right now where I think Absolutely. more people are feeling okay about it. I feel like everything's breaking down in this world, Jeff. <laughs> like, lots of things are being exposed, right? Like lots of things, it's like, oh, what? What? Yeah, in the best possible way. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's so difficult right now. And I don't know about you, but there are moments where I'm so confused because mm -hmm. everything that I live my life based on is no longer there. Exactly. And I'm angry about nothing to hold on to. But if I can breathe through that, you know, it's like, oh my God, this is better. This is better. Let's keep going. Really nice. So if somebody is in either looking at a trauma, looking, wondering how to make it through, looking at like, wait, you mean all these medicines aren't going to save me or heal me <laughs> or holy shit, I did it wrong. Right. Like, what would you say? Because all the things, right. We are, we're evolving so rapidly right now. Like, like what we knew was true five years ago, blown out things yeah. we could, we could appearance of count on. We thought we could count on gone. Right. So it's very unsettling. So what would you say to somebody that's, that's, in a little bit of an unsure or, or a questioning state or not sure where to go next, what would you say? Right. I, I try to validate all the good things that they're doing. I spoke with a cancer patient last week and she said, I'm doing the best of Western medicine and mm -hmm. Eastern medicine. Mm -hmm. And, and I asked her about, you know, um, processing the emotional issues that's underneath her cancer. And we talked about that. And we had a great discussion. And in the whole discussion, I never once said, you know, that Western medicine is just going to kill you. You need to get out of that as soon as yeah, possible. Yeah. I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I said, well, you go with what you feel is important. Right. Right. That's right. the most important thing is that people feel connected to what I believe mm -hmm. is what's mm -hmm. going to happen. So, so go with that. But now I, I tried to just take her down the other path gently of validating the things I know that are really going to help her, which mm. is how does she go back and confront whoever told her she didn't have a right to believe what she believes, to feel mm -hmm. what she feels. Mm -hmm. And it was a, it was a very positive discussion. And um, so it, it doesn't really matter that she's getting bombarded right now by some toxic stuff. I think she's going to overcome it because mm -hmm. her, we talked about her will to live and her wanting to fall in love with life and yes. fall in love with yes. herself yes. and, and she's on board. And so I'm like, well, you got it, honey, just keep going. You're doing That's it. Really awesome. That is really awesome. Yeah. I really, I really want y'all to get that film, get the film because 
you know, we sort of have a sense that the mind and the body are connected. Holy hell, <laughs> you would not believe how connected they are, particularly trauma, particularly the emotions that are unexpressed and or repressed. What that does to your body, there's no free lunches, right? Yeah. So do you want to say any more about that? Yeah, I just, you know, a family member went into rehab in December for depression. Mm-hmm. And just re- uh, she reached the end of her what she could do in life. She's like, I, I can't work anymore. I'm just, I, my brain doesn't work anymore. So much depression. In therapy, in, in rehab, she realized, oh my God, my part is I've been passive all my life mm-hmm. or I've been passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm finally ready to take the stand where nobody has any power over me. Nobody tells me who I am. I'm going to start finding out who I am and what my life is. And this woman is doing fantastic right now. So um, she feels to me like an archetype or like what the world is going through right now. Yes. And I am, I am so enjoying learning from her, you know, watching her blossom and, you know, for the first time come into who she is. That's I think, I think the way you spoke about her stepping in, that's the, that's it. Right. I am these days talking so much about sovereignty. How do you know what you know? Who are you listening to? And who do you need to shut up? <laughs> because it's really between you and God. Your, your body has an innate, exquisite wisdom. Yes. And yet, are you turning it over to, well, but my doctor said, and I'm like, well, fuck what the doctor says. I, I happen to be, I'm really blessed because I have a, an integrative medicine doctor who's into wellness. And she'll say, I want you to take this. And I'm saying, nope, <laughs> I will take this. And I'm going to use my pendulum to see the dosing. Like, but it's finding the practitioners that listen to you and understand the emotional and the wellness aspects and the alternatives, not just toxic things trying to suppress symptoms. Yeah. And all those people that uh, maybe we used to f- laugh at or find <laughs> n- not cool or whatever. <laughs> now it's like, it's like we're finding out that they have connections to practitioners yeah. that are able to do it a safer way. And we're like, oh, wow, I need to know you and I need to find out who you know. So it's like we're all getting together now and sharing information. Yes. I think that's, yes. what's, that's what's saving us is we're no longer <sighs> flying into the old thing and we're going, okay, I'm ready. Teach me. Mm-hmm. I want to I find these people. The people are standing up. We're taking our own agency and authority. And your film, I will say, he has the best of the best. Like, 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 if, like, like the, the cream to the cream of the, of the natural medicine people, the folks that are in the consciousness of this. Seriously, I cannot say enough to watch the film. It, it, is, it is beautiful. We were in a room, what, 30 people? I don't know that there was a dry eye. I, I mean, people just were enraptured by this. Is that the right word? <laughs> and not only that, but we went through a healing. Yes. There, there wasn't a person yes. in that room yes. at the end of the night didn't have a feeling like I was just healed. Yes. yes. And, 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 and yes, they're going to have problems tomorrow and whatever. Yeah. But for that moment, they, they leveled up to a higher level they've exactly. ever been before. A yeah. possibility and the path, the path for like, I was a therapist. I understand trauma. And I left that thing. Holy shit. <laughs> it elevated my game of like, yeah, I got to be talking to more people about trauma. Like, oh, we're going there. I like, like, we're going there and sovereignty. So, yes, beautiful. <sighs> what a beautiful interview. Is there anything else as, as we wrap up? You got another minute or two, or however long you want here. Anything else that is in your heart to say to the people that are listening? Yeah, I mean, 2022 for me 
is no longer about looking outside me, outsourcing and saying, that's the cause of my problem. It's that medical guy or that government official who's doing this bad thing to me and I'm going to have to fight them. Yes. It's just not about that anymore. It's like, you know what? I'm going to leave them. I'm going to leave them. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to create the new earth and I'm going to create a new space around me. I don't, I don't need to focus on them anymore. And it's such a hard transition to make, but if we can make it, man, there's so much more peace in not feeling anymore like you have to fight against yeah. this thing that you can never win. Mm-hmm. And if you leave them, you know, I love that phrase from the song Cracker where he goes, it's actually a Timothy Leary quote where he says, turn on, tune in and uh, drop out with me. And it's like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to tune into what's here. I'm ready to drop out of what's there. That, that's, that for me is what's happening right now psychically for all of us. Mm. I, I, unless that's just a mic drop. <laughs> so gang listening, my gosh, I hope you are inspired as I am. And I want you to share this because you know two or three people in your community that need to hear Jeff's message. So I want you to, number one, share this podcast. And number two, go to jwfilms.org, correct? And yes. at least watch, I know you've got multiple films, but watch Beliefs and Stories. Beliefs and Stories, yes. Beliefs thanks. and Stories. And follow Jeff on Instagram or where, where, where do you, where, I see you on Instagram. So yeah, anywhere, anywhere else you are? It's mostly Instagram, Facebook, Telegram, and YouTube. <laughs> And then when they ban me from any of those, I throw them on rump. <laughs> I love people that are getting banned. Yeah, right on. And thanks for the good fight. You do, you do it really. There, I see all the stuff you do, and I just appreciate your, your, your commitment. So thank you right for on. listening. Much love. Bye now. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. Each week, we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot. And I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.